You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible is Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. This week, Father Paul calls out the standard error of rendering unto the age as eternal in English translations of the Bible. I am happy to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. Let's go back to this forever that is usually translated as eternally. No! And may also believe forever. In Hebrew, you don't have eternally. You have le'olam, unto the age, and thus the ages, meaning age after age, meaning that the word is communicated. That's why it stays through the ages. And when you refer to the beginning of that long period, you say in Hebrew, me'olam. So you have me'olam le'olam. From a world slash age to a world slash age. Please, I beg you, explain this to the people. Don't let them float two inches above the ground as in Orthodox mysticism, where people say, I saw this holy priest floating somehow in the Come on, friends. Then Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. It's repeated in 8 and then 9. And then the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them. That's the verb Kiddesh from Kadosh in the P.I.L. And I had a session on that. It means when you approach the holiness. Holiness means write it down and teach it to the people. Tabooness. You may not approach it. That's why when you touch the Ark of the Covenant, you defile yourself. You don't sanctify yourself. Tell this to the Orthodox people who like to touch the vestments of the priest during what we refer to as the great entrance and then also during the entrance of the gospel. You touch the holy things. You have to be very careful. You are put in a position to be in the presence of God that is terrible it brings terror as you hear in isaiah chapter 2 that is why and the orthodox are the worst because they hear it every sunday with the fear of god that's the first statement when you approach communion not you clean your lips and you start, you know, smacking the foretaste. And it's ridiculous. 
God allows you in his holy presence not to dance tango. You need two to tango with him. No! To listen to what he is saying to you. And it is his words that make you holy and thus if you approach him you are safe for the time being that is the understanding of holiness and then we start talking ourselves about our saints and saints and so on listen to the seminarians i love this teacher he's definitely a holy man or woman you first year seminarian decide who is holy and unholy it's ridiculous but that's what we do and be ready by the third day i spoke enough about the third day it's one two three you prepare yourself it's the culmination on the third day the lord will come down in other words you have to work it in your mind for two days to understand what he's saying in order not to be struck and that's very important for the delay of the parousia. The delay is to give you an extra chance to repent. It's not that the Lord forgot his agenda book and lost it and he can't find the time when he's supposed to come. No. It is giving you time to prepare. And notice ominousness of the matter and you shall set bounds for the people round about take heed that you do not go up into the mountain or touch the border of it whoever touches the mountain shall be put to death okay say this to all your people when they approach the holy things and they like to kiss them and hug them and so on watch out watch out no hand shall touch him it's a very silly translation in rsv because in english the hymn refers to the one who is speaking god which is silly because in hebrew we don't differentiate between it and him there is no neuter gender so i didn't check on the king james version but rsv says him no hand shall touch the mountain, which is him in Hebrew, it's an it. But he shall be stoned or shot. And here, notice the importance. Whether beast or man, im behema im ish, powerful. And you know that the animal was included in the covenant in the time of noah and that is the trouble with the jews and the christians they think it is we the human beings no no it's a fallacy reread chapter 9 of genesis i make my covenant with every living being not only the human being so watch out you have to control the behemoth why because you as human beings are responsible for them we are not boss over the animals 
we are responsible for them. And that's the meaning later in the New Testament when Paul introduces himself not as the Lord of the house, but the economos, the top slave of the house. And that's what I would like you to remind the human beings, that they are number one, absolutely, number one slaves of God. But we do not like that because we like to boss and not only the animals, but also other human beings. And then you have the famous trumpet sound, which is a classic sign of the nearing of a danger. You have it in the Western movies, you know, in the forts and so on. So it's ominous. It's only the Orthodox and the born again that are elated when they hear the trumpet sound. Why? Because they assume that they are safe themselves. They are the saints. One of the 244,000 and so on. That's, that's how we are. So Moses went down from the mountain to the people and consecrated the people, which is that verb we met earlier about Kiddesh, and they washed their garments. You notice this realism in the Bible is very important. And that's why I think that this spiritualization of the message of the Bible is the calamity, if not catastrophe, of theology and spirituality and mysticism. And people think that because they wear an iron pair of, of pants on Sunday that they are ready. Come the way you are, it doesn't matter. You're going to be consecrated during the liturgy. If you consecrate yourself beforehand, then you were not consecrated by the word of God. You were consecrated by the kisses of your mother and the iron she used to iron your clothes. Come on now. And then you're amazed that when your Orthodox children in the parish grow up and be young adults, they become so silly and stupid. It's because of your silly teaching. And to the extreme, I know modern human beings do not like that, but it is written and we have to explain it. Do not go near a woman. In other words, you may not behave as you were yesterday. And that man and woman is very important because it was mentioned already in Genesis 1. Meaning it is the way that you project yourself in the future. Remember that zera, seed. But God turned this around in the story of Isaac when he went around Abraham and Sarah and produced himself, Isaac, through his promise 
as Paul says in Galatians. It is the son of the promise. Okay, we have to remember that. Whereas Ishmael was the son of the flesh, in other words, Ishmael came out of Abraham and Hagar. And that is prepared for way at the beginning. I want to inculcate in you my thesis that the Bible is already settled in Genesis 1 through 4. And if you are a little bit heavy of ears, then you have another chance until Genesis 11. After that is the tail end. But what happens at the beginning of chapter 4? You have it in Hebrew, but the people try to go around it. Take the RSV. I acquired a son. In Hebrew, you have plainly with the Lord. The RSV makes it with the help of the Lord. You may not do that. It's written with the Lord. And how many times I told you, if you go to the Middle East, this is how you hear the people talking about their own children that they begat through intercourse. If you ask them how many children you have, if they have three, the answer is three that are gods. Meaning ultimately, it is the gift of God to you for a very simple reason, because the fetus could have died halfway through pregnancy. How do you know that it's going to happen? So that is the importance of this statement. You, in the presence of God, you are not the human being you were before. And in those times, as we all know, it was a society that was controlled by men and thus that's why the addressees are basically and foremost the men and in the bible you know when you hear the word man you have to add the word macho because men thought they they were gods the bible as literature is a production of the ephesus school network